0: And welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. By the way, coming up on our show tomorrow, Alexei Navalny's leadership of the opposition to Vladimir Putin cost him his life. His death has turned the world's attention to those like his wife, Yulia, who are trying to overthrow Putin's dictatorial regime. And on the next midday tomorrow, longtime Russia watcher Paul we will talk about his new book, Putin's Exiles, Their Fight, for a better Russia. That's on the way tomorrow. And joining me now is Heidi Daniels. She has been the CEO of the Enoch Pratt Free Library since 2017. And next month, she will become the executive director of the King County Library System in Washington State. And she joins me in Studio 8. It's good to see you.
1: Oh, good to see you too, Tom. And Great con- to be here.
0: Congratulations on the new appointment.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: And also joining us is Darcel Graham. She has been with the Pratt Library for 25 years. They hired her <laughs> when she was 12. She <laughs> serves as the vice president of public services and she has been appointed interim CEO of the library while a search is conducted for a permanent successor to Heidi Daniel.
1: Thanks, Tom. Thanks for having me. It's
0: good to have you both. So tell us about the new job, Heidi.
1: Well, so I'll be going to uh, King County, Washington, which is a library system that has 50 locations surrounding Seattle. So Seattle's in King County, but it has its own library system. And uh, the suburban area around Seattle um, has 50 locations. It's a fairly large geographic area um, between 900 and 1200 employees, and so I will be taking over that library. Library system is their executive director, CEO,
0: and with fifty branches, Darcil Graham. How does that compare to the Pratt uh, system? How many branches we have here?
1: <laughs> we have twenty-two,
2: so it's twice the size of our branches here in Baltimore. Yeah,
0: a lot more, a lot yeah, more yeah. libraries. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you have, uh, you know, your career has taken you all over the country. I mean, yes. you started in Oklahoma, you were in Texas, you were in Ohio. <laughs> yep. Now you're here in Maryland for seven years, uh, and out in Washington. What's the appeal to you of the of the system out there in Washington? to
1: you know, the appeal was that it's a large system. It has a lot of the qualities I look for in a library system. It's really beloved and well-used by the community. Um, it has incredibly high circulation. Um, so it just was recently like the third highest circulating ebook system in the world. Um, it's got a huge user base that uses it actively and loves it. So this, E-books, this, is, yeah. this is a
0: place where uh, tech is, <laughs> tech uh, is big. sort of big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Microsoft Seattle.
1: headquarters falls into my territory. So it's... It's it's definitely a tech-friendly community, which I also really like and appreciate. Um, It's got a lot of the um, challenges of um, library systems throughout the country that I'm well-versed in. And it's got a lot of assets as well. it's you know they're going to be looking at some funding challenges potentially in the next few years um that i think i'm well equipped to help with um and they're just a really well positioned library system that i think that i could take and move to the next level of of what that community needs
0: heidi daniel is the outgoing ceo of the enoch pratt free library system darcell graham is with us as well she's the interim ceo of the Pratt Library, and Darcel, when it comes to circulation, uh, it turns out that uh, there's been a big uptick in the number of books checked out uh, at the Pratt Libraries in the, in the entire system. I mean, the, 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 the user base is uh, growing, it's quite something. So tell us about uh, what the numbers are looking like recently.
2: So we've seen a large return of customers since the pandemic um, with our very invigorating programs, I'm sure you're aware of, and thank you for helping us and participating in those. Um, We've seen a large number of customers come back in our buildings, which have in turn increased our usage over the last three years. More than in preceding the pandemic, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's higher than pre-pandemic, so that's interesting. Higher than pre-pandemic. And it's books, too, isn't it? It's books and... It's e-books It's e-books,
2: databases, um, some of our non-traditional library things, we call the library of things, sewing machines calculators instruments all of those things yeah, yeah. more people yeah more interesting people. stuff yeah.
0: and and uh, heidi daniel i mean you've, you've been here seven years you've had mm-hmm. a big impact you were here when the new uh building was you know uh, unveiled we mm-hmm. actually did a show uh we did. midday uh from the the new Pratt Library. What year was that? I'm now blanking on what the year was. It was
1: 2019. 19. So pre-pandemic,
0: of course. Um, So that was obviously a big accomplishment. Um, What are the other things that, that you uh, you know, list among the things that you're you're happy you got that you were able to accomplish here at the Pratt?
1: Well, the things that I'm most proud of are things that have a lot of direct impact on our communities that use us heavily and um, the communities as a whole. So I'm, you know, going back to when I first started within the first year, we removed fines as a major barrier. We went fine free. We were on the early cusp of that. Now it's fairly common for libraries, but um, we were, we were really um, on the early side and that brought back, immediately around 13,000 customers that we had lost due to the fact that they couldn't pay long overdue fines. Um, so we were just from the very beginning focused on removing barriers of access and increasing that usage base. Um, in 2019, we actually saw a nine-year high in usage. Um, we expanded our hours in 2018 to uh, six-day-a-week service, which I'm very proud of, and expanded our evening hours at Pennsylvania Avenue, at Central and a Southeast um, Anchor Library and made sure we had at least two evenings a week at the rest of our neighborhood libraries thanks to federal funding from our state legislator that helped us um, do that. So um, I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of opening the Central Library. We've renovated Hamden. Um, I'm proud that we have managed to secure American Rescue Plan funding to um, renovate computer spaces inside our branches. Um, one of the things when I was interviewing early on that I talked to the board about wanting to do was really look at new ways Ways for us to address our infrastructure challenges, Pratt has massive infrastructure challenges, and we can't approach it in a really traditional. The city will give us capital, and we will build new buildings. Way because there's so much infrastructure need in Baltimore City. Yeah, we're yeah, hardly and you have 22 20,
0: 22 branches, but they're 22 old branches. They're in a branches. lot of ways. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean we have a, a stock that's over 100 years old, which is amazing and incredible. So we have these amazing buildings that um, you know we really have to invest in. But we knew we were going to have to be creative. So we have American Rescue Plan funding. We're now, Walbrook is closed because we're redoing that computer space. We did a private redo and remodel of the Pennsylvania Avenue branch. um, And we're about to build our first new library in 15 years in Park Heights. Um, I'm really proud of that work because when I started seven years ago... um, I was told you have to build a new library in Park Heights and there is no funding for it, but, you know, let's figure it out. (laughs) So we did. So I'm really excited that that's going to be happening as well. I think just stabilizing the system to be a long cherished resource for this community, which I mean, has been amazing to work with i've i've rarely do ceos get the opportunity to work in cities where the system is as critical and as beloved as the pratt is so that's just been a complete joy but um you know we've just seen increased usage as a result of all of these changes resulting in our 12-year high um in circulation this year we've revamped how we did collection we thought about it i'm really proud of a lot of the internal work we've done as well um Restructured a lot of our teams, been really thoughtful about it. Um, Darcel has come up through the ranks during my seven years here, and I think is such an amazing leader. I'm really proud of working with her. Um, and so I, you know, I think that I'm walking away with Pratt positioned to renovate several branches. We're going to have a new library in Johnson Square. Um, we're looking at different funding models. The Johnson Square branch will be at the basement of. Um, an apartment building. We're looking have the same model happening in Washington Village. That's going to get a new branch. So I think my the person who follows me is going to be really well positioned to amp up the work. To a whole new level mm-hmm. um, in future years. So, and,
0: and Darcel, you're you're going to serve as the interim CEO until yes. a new person. And as I understand it, you are not applying for the permanent job. <laughs> no. So you're going to just you know, keep the keep the ship from sinking for a while, but also <laughs> overlooking you know uh, or, and overseeing some really uh, important projects that Heidi got started. When it comes to these new branches like the one in Park Heights, mm-hmm. when you're starting from scratch, you're at you know you're at zero uh, going to a hundred. Um, libraries are so different now than they used to be. They're different than even when Heidi came seven years ago because folks go to the libraries for much more than just checking out books. Um, How do you you approach that challenge of, you know, the next gen of libraries in places like Park Heights?
2: Oh, my gosh. That's a great question. So we like to take a step back and take a human-centered approach. So we literally ask the community what they want. And what they want to see in their library and it's always things that they are used to and then we lean in and provide an innovation right and so it is both and it's what they want and what they're accustomed to and what they're used to seeing in their traditional library systems and what we know is innovative what we know is the next step what we know is the future of access and that includes iai um, all the new technology that Heidi helped champion for Baltimore. So I'm really excited about the next year and all these new building projects mm-hmm. and definitely excited about helping to look for a national search for a new CEO and helping to champion that person into the Pratt system.
0: Darcel Graham is the interim CEO of the Enoch Pratt Free Library. Heidi Daniel is the outgoing CEO of the Enoch Pratt Library. She'll take over the King County system in Washington state next month. We will have more about the future of the Pratt Library with Heidi Daniel and Darcel Graham on the other side of a quick break. I'm Tom Hall. It's midday. If you have a question or a comment about the Pratt Library, do you use it? Do you go down there physically in the buildings? Do you check out stuff online? Do you uh, use Hoopla and the uh, other uh, opportunities you have to listen to audiobooks, that kind of thing? Let us know how you use the library and what you think the library should be thinking of moving forward. 410-662. Eight seven eight zero. Our email midday at wipr. I'm Tom Hall. Stay with us.
1: This is Baltimore's NPR news station, eighty eight one WYPR.
0: And Welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. If you've just joined us, we're talking about the Enoch Pratt Library. My guests are Heidi Daniel, who is leaving the Pratt after serving as its CEO for the last seven years. She's headed to Washington State to become the executive director of the King County Library System, and Darcel Graham, a 25-year veteran of the Pratt. Who has been appointed the library's interim CEO to join our conversation? We're at four one zero six six two eight seven eight zero. Our email is midday at wypr. Dot org. So, Heidi, um, having worked in locations around the country, mm-hmm. um, you're certainly very current with, you know, the, the trends, the, uh, the best practices of libraries. And as Darcelle, uh and you and I have been talking about, um, the library means so much more than just a place to check out books. Sure. Um, one of the programs that started, uh, I guess, two or three years ago uh, was a peer counselor program right. uh, addressing addiction. Uh, And addiction services Uh, you can go to the library and get those kinds of services Um, How do you how do you conceive of these things? How do you decide? What are the services you can add? Uh, And and you know the, the, the what kind of resource should the library of the future be
1: yeah, so our philosophy during the last seven years that I've been here has been to take a whole person whole community approach. We see ourselves as a resource for everyone in the community and for the whole person. We know when people are walking in our doors, they're not coming in with just one need generally. Um, Sometimes we're fortunate to have, you know, those traditional users who come in and then sometimes we're fortunate to have the users who need a little bit more deeper resources. So knowing that we have communities um, that look different from one another throughout the city of Baltimore, you know, 250 neighborhoods where we've got 22 buildings. We're serving um, a wide swath of the community. So we've really thought carefully about what the needs are and what people are coming to us with. So, um, you know, peer recovery isn't in every community, uh, but it's in ones that needed those resources to be accessible to them the most. Um, We have social workers. We have housing navigators. We have peer recovery um, coaches, uh, peer navigators. We have... um, lawyers. We have, what am I forgetting? We have healthcare nurses. So, I mean, we look at all of this and we try to provide a space where you come in for um, a job search on our computers. Very common very traditional library service. We have computers, you come in, you want to do a job search, you ask for help on the job search. As um, our library staff start talking to you, they may discover that, oh, also, you're having a hard time finding a job because um, you're housing insecure. Um, Or maybe you're having a hard time finding a job because you can't pass the background check or the drug exam. And so we are able to link into those other services so that we're meeting the whole needs of a person in a way that is a little bit uh, more um, Unified. So rather than saying, like, here's this book, we'll see you later, we say, oh, we can provide resources for you here. And we do it through smart partnerships. So we've been really fortunate to be able to create those partnerships where we're not hiring a nurse necessarily, but we're having nurses come in. They're doing field placement. They're um, working with the medical schools with the University of Maryland. Um, to, and we're connecting people to telehealth and telehealth resources. Um, we might work with, um, you know, Maryland Free Legal Aid for those lawyers. We work with Maryland uh, Peer Advisory Council for our our peer recovery specialists. We also know that this kind of work can be like a massive drain on our staff who are providing those more traditional library services. And we don't want that to become something that forces them to burn out, right? When they're meeting this host of needs and resource like providing these resources that they're not necessarily trained to provide so we do these smart partnerships where our librarians can help seamlessly guide a uh, community member to the resource they need through our partners that are there in the building so we don't lose them at the point of contact so for us developing these services is really as Darcel mentioned earlier, looking to the community. Tell us what you need. It's observation. What is happening in our branches? It's reading incident reports. What are we not well-equipped to deal with? And then turning that outward and saying, um, what if we did provide these services? Who's the right people for us to partner with? Um, What does that look like? How does it impact the staff? Then we might pilot it at a location. After the pilot goes well, we start making those tweaks, and we start expanding it to a few more locations.
0: Heidi Daniels, the outgoing CEO of the Enoch Pratt Library. Darcelle Graham is the interim CEO. I'm Tom Hall. I'm just a big fan of the Enoch yeah. Pratt Library. I love hanging out <laughs> down there for all sorts of events. Let's go to Maya, who's on the line from Baltimore. Welcome to Midday with Heidi Daniel and Darcelle Graham. Um, hoopla. I'm a vol- volunteer tutor with the Dyslexia Tutoring Program. I get ebooks online to tutor my uh, student who is a moderate-to-low-income in a moderate to low income family. So um, he gets to read books with me. I help him with the words while we're working online. It's amazing. So you make very good use uh, of the services at the library, and you even provide some of those services. Well, thank you for that call, and I appreciate it. And Darcelle, um there are so many things. When you look at the events calendar for the Enoch Pratt Library, <laughs> because not just at the Central Library, but all the different branches, you can take classes yes. uh, when it comes to job placement and job uh, help. You know, the Department of Labor will help you Uh, through the process of finding a job you can learn how to work uh, to work with word or excel or powerpoint you the and these are all offered for free this is not something that the library was doing 20 years ago but they're doing it now
2: yes and it is the true meaning of a community hub right providing the services access to the resources that the community wants and needs. I think we figured out a long time ago, as librarians, we're not expert in everything, but we can work with experts to provide the community access to those resources.
0: Tonight at seven o'clock, uh, there's an author named Etta Fields Black, uh, and it's a she's written a book called Combi, or maybe her name, is, excuse me, Edda Fields, and the, bu- the book is called Black Combi, and it's about Harriet Tubman. She's giving uh, talk about her book about Harriet Tubman, but then there are all, and that's at the Central Library, but there's all sorts of stuff going on at other places as well. Um, uh, Heidi Daniel, during your tenure in the last couple of years, the staff at the at the Pratt uh, unionized. Mm-hmm. How has that changed things? Uh, what's the effect of that been?
1: Um, it ha- you know, it's we're still in the middle of our collective bargaining agreement uh, process. So I'm can't say a lot, but, um, I think, you know, we recognized that that was a trend nationally, um, that it's a statewide trend and, um, respected our staff's desire to unionize and, um, you know they voted and union, and now we're in collective bargaining. Yeah, so, a lot of arts organizations yeah. are doing that. The Walters yeah. Art Museum,
0: mm-hmm. the Baltimore Museum yep. of Art. I mean, they they had not been unionized in the past. Right. Even some of the stores like uh, Starbucks and Apple's. Right. I mean, places mm-hmm. that hadn't been unionized are now unionized, and, and the Pratt is one of those. Um, the when you, Darcel, uh, are going to work with the board in identifying a new person. Uh, to be the new CEO what qualities are you looking for what who's the perfect person to succeed Heidi Daniel as the next for the for the next chapter in the Pratts story
2: So personally, um, and hopefully I speak for the staff and with the board and knowing that we need somebody that's a strong library advocate, somebody that can successfully have conversations and really drive the mission of the library, um, not only locally, but statewide and nationwide. Um, Secondly, I would say somebody that has a heart and a love for a city like Baltimore, Mm -hmm. um, a city that has many communities, a city that is very diverse and a city with a lot of hope. So somebody that has the desire to add value to this organization, but also to Baltimore City.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Heidi Daniel, I know it's, you know, I'm sure it's a somewhat bittersweet time to to be leaving, you know, people that you've, you know, worked closely with. Um, Are there things that you wish you had been able to accomplish that you weren't able to check off the list?
1: Oh, so many. (laughs) So many things. Um, You know, I think what's great is um, every director or CEO coming into library systems, you get a whole host of benefits that the last person left you and a whole host of challenges that the last person left you. And that's just the way it is, right? None of us can address all of the things because we're hopefully a living, breathing organization that's constantly responding to what's happening around it. So there are so many things that I I wish I had had a chance to do. All of the projects that I mentioned early on that are about to launch, um, you know, I wish I was here to see them happen. It's going to be amazing. We've had incredible support from our state legislatures uh, and and lawmakers, and I just wanted to give them a shout out here. Is one of the things that I'm really um, enjoyed over my last seven years is just how incredible and supportive that the state um, lawmakers have been towards the PrEP. You know, we um, Park Heights, we talked about that. That's five million of that funding came from the state really advocated for by our local delegation. Um, And, you know, right now we have um, some bills in front of the House and Senate that we've been very fortunate to have our local delegation push for. So, you know, I wish I was going to be here to see many of these things come to completion. But I just am leaving with an overwhelming sense of gratitude for having been here for seven years. I think Baltimore is such an incredible city. It's such an incredible place. Um, I've grown to love it. And um, it's it's hard to leave when you've developed a team. I think one of the things I'm proudest of is just the team I've put together at the Pratt. And um, I know that they're going to really welcome and move the next CEO forward. And I'm just going to miss working with them. Um, but the community has been nothing less than a joy to me to get to know um and i feel very fortunate that even though i was an outsider i was welcomed very much in baltimore and always felt at home here
0: yeah and you followed a mm-hmm. real superstar in the library world uh, carla hayden who went Absolutely. to uh, be uh, went on to become and is still the, the, the head of the library of congress right um so darcel graham as we finish up mm-hmm. um in, in terms of you know the uh, being a community hub in terms of mm-hmm. being a place that the community uh assembles uh uses makes makes use of all of the different programs um uh, Post-COVID, yes. uh, circulation is up. Yes. But are actual people in the buildings of the library, is that up as well? Or are people still uh, still nervous about oh, no. congregating?
2: They have returned in, in huge numbers. And as the library, as you know, Tom, being the last place for civic discourse, we're open to right. everyone. Um, everyone is welcome. We have very inviting spaces as well as great resources. So just like the circulation, attendance is also up.
0: Man, that's good to hear, (laughs) and I'm so glad you mentioned hope uh for our city and for mm-hmm. and and the way that 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 the pratt library can contribute to that hope and heidi you have made a terrific contribution to, to the me. moving the city forward and moving the the library system forward so uh, best wishes to you uh you. Out on the left coast you know <laughs> and, thanks uh, it's
1: the only part of the country i haven't lived in i'm super <laughs> excited <so>. <laughs> <laughs> another new
0: adventure okay <laughs> heidi daniel will become the executive director of the king county library system in washington state next month darcel graham is the interim ceo of the Enoch Pratt Free Library. And that's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, a conversation about Russian dissidents and how they are affecting the political situation in Russia. Alexei Navalny, whose death was announced by Russian authorities last week, was one of many opposition leaders advocating for the removal of Vladimir Putin from outside of Russia. Paul Starobin, a former Moscow bureau chief for Businessweek, will join me tomorrow to talk about his new book, Putin's Exiles, Their Fight for a better Russia. Here and Now is up next after news at the top of the hour. So stick around for that. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Have a great day.
1: You're listening to Baltimore's NPR News Station, 88.1 WYPR.